All right, welcome to Family Tech Live, where I talk to all sorts of people about technology and the way it interacts with our daily life, helping families understand and manage technology in their homes. So uh, today's guest, I'm so excited because I have been wanting to talk about these topics for so long. Um, it is Lawyer Liz. Law Lawyer Liz, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you've got going on. Oh, absolutely. And thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, so I am lawyer by training and always give the caaviat, uh, you get what you pay for when it comes to legal advice. So <laughs> I will punt it. We're not paying for this one. So. Exactly. exactly. Not legal advice. <laughs> exactly. Um, I am a lawyer, but not yours. Uh, unless right. you're listening you. in from Scythe, in which case I am the company's lawyer. Uh, <laughs> Now, and hopefully I have colleagues that I harass them a little bit. I was like, all right, guys, can y'all help and listen in? But I am currently VP of operations for Scythe, which is an adversary emulation platform and work on issues of really related to cybersecurity, uh, privacy, how do we build better and former senior assistant city attorney and have worked with security researchers for about the past, I don't know, 16, 17 years. And I will be joined uh, in the background slightly by uh, Mr. Chance Pants. He is also not a lawyer. Uh, and apologies to everyone if he decides to chime in on what he thinks about the state of privacy <laughs> by howling or otherwise disrupting. He's very upset about what's going on with tech companies. As he should be. I mean, right. especially what they're doing with the data and how they're treating not only us as commodities, but children and those who really don't have options or voices in it. So mm -hmm. all the so he's he's talking for all of the kids. That's that's his uh, passion right there. I mean, it's a good rallying cry. It can be used on yeah. both sides of the argument for the children or for the children. So right, right. I always think of Simpsons. You know, uh, won't somebody please think of the children? Right, I don't right. Know. <laughs> Oh, the Simpsons are so good for so many of the analogies. I feel like several, be it companies or legislators, just need to stand in front of the like chalkboard and write it out a hundred <laughs> times as the chaos ensues around right. them. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love it. I love it. Take a, take a page out of Bart's playbook. Yes. So uh, that's a, the, a great segue into exactly, you know, our first topic. Um, so what are your kind of general thoughts about the government getting involved in tech companies? Like, is there a line between regulations and overreaching? Always. And there's also opportunities to kind of look at. So when I've worked on different cutting edge technology, for example, unmanned systems, drones, everyone right. panics and says, oh, we need to ban drones. And you have to look at them and go, well, they're really just flying computers. Uh, and we've had unmanned aerial aircraft sent at Marilyn Monroe, for example, uh, during World wow. War II, worked at a drone factory uh, briefly. Oh, that's so amazing. Normally, I had no idea. You learn something new every time. You really but do. you you look at that. So when you look at legislators and what are they, or regulators, what are they looking at? And having to remind them instead really drill down. Don't focus on the technology as much as the underlying issues. So is it 
protecting, I'd say protecting children, but protecting their interests, their rights, because they aren't able to make the same decisions. You know, privacy should be, you know, by design and uh, de-identification. So when we're using all these devices that we don't necessarily have a choice to, de-identification should right. be by default um, because our, we think about our data and our privacy and the security of this, similar to healthcare. Uh, so it's the data care. So just as we protect our medical records and stuff that, again, it's kind of that data care. So when you look at regulating it, are you regulating like, oh, cancer is bad? Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, we know that. But what is it about? Like, oh, that that data is yours. You should be able to protect it, keep it, and take it with you. So, so again, same thing. What are they focusing on? And are they focusing on the right aspects? Are they focusing on the patient, the consumer? Or are they focusing on like, oh, the algorithms and the ads? Right. Yeah. So yeah, let's dig right into that for sure. Um, so this week, especially like, I'm like, this is super timely. We've scheduled this months ago. And luckily this week, there's actual legislation going on um, in the Senate. So uh, can you tell me just kind of a little bit about what happened this week and, you know, <laughs> what your thoughts are? And yeah. Like, Fill in the blanks too. Yeah. Absolutely. So there were two pieces of legislation that came through committee. And I say two pieces um, because there's actually welcome to sausage making. Um, <laughs> it's not just, there was a lot of back and forth. And if anyone's interested, I'm sure you can share some of the links to just about any article coming from the Hill or the others, get into yeah. what was going on. We got to see some of the wrangling. So we had the um, Child Online uh, Privacy and Protection Act, COPPA. And we also had the Kids Online Safety Act that, again, came through committee and passed. Uh, there was, But there was a lot of changes that were going into them in the background and a lot of amendments as happens. You have markups. There was uh, some of it was passing by voice vote. And then you had some of the senators kind of uh, saying, hey, I've got other legislation that I don't feel has been getting attention. So whether we want to align that to childhood antics, but in this case, it's actually not that bad. Uh, but they were like, well, I'm going to hold up. I'm voting against this or I'm pushing this, even though I support it but I think you need to look at my bill. So it's kind of like all the children, you know, the first born child going, Hey, I'm getting attention. <laughs> the middle child, like I'm going to light stuff on fire until someone pays attention. The youngest child just going, no, I already lit it on fire. Um, right. but I'm the youngest. I totally get it <laughs> as the oldest. I'm like, no, I'm sitting there yeah. in line. Yeah. But with this legislation and with COPPA, so you have, you think of like all the marketing that's aimed towards children. Um, that's going to fall under the, um, the COPPA legislation and that's extending it and getting a broader age range, but also looking at, okay, what can you market to them? How can you use that information? And it's kind of like, okay, that's, that was a smoother sailing piece of the legislation. Uh, the more juicy kind of uh, younger child, middle child, if we're using that analogy, was happening with uh, the Kids Online Safety Act. Because at first blush, 
it's coming out of all of the uh, juicy hearings we had with the Facebook, uh, what was she, engineer, I forgot, insider. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who let, yeah, where she talked about like, hey, by the way, none of this is by accident. We know exactly what's happening. Uh, We know, and uh, much like uh, sugary breakfast cereals, like, absolutely, we are putting as much sugar sugar in the sugar bombs as we can. And we're putting all kinds of toy prizes in the cereal. And we're doing all these things knowing that we're you know, we're gathering this data, this information that we don't have parental controls. We don't have all this stuff. And you've seen a bunch of different lawsuits that came out of some of that information and parents. So this is, this is all of that coming to a head. And what, again, at first blush sounds like, okay, this isn't so bad. It's for the children. It's going to protect all these, you know, um, I'd say preteens, but all these children who are looking at Instagram without parental controls, it's uh, your feed is using targeted, uh, like, oh, I see you liked this post, or I see you, may I recommend these five other, and they're going to instantly keep flowing from one to the next, one to the next. It's not, and by the way, are you, you know, are you over 18 or over? Don't care. Just to ask you, like, I'm kind of asking, but I'm not really wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you know? Um, Are you? Okay. Exactly. It's like, I I make the joke all the time. If you ask me, I'm going to tell you I'm 26. Um, I'm I'm totally 26. Absolutely. And I just remember like, as I like asking children, like, are you like, yes. Uh, Was it Ghostbusters? You know, are you a guy? Yes. Yeah. Yes, right. I am. When somebody asks if you're a <laughs> say yes. Say yes. You know, are you over 18? Are you old enough to be on this platform? Yes. But are you really? So right. that's where we had the uh, Kid Online, Kids Online Safety Act come through. And it uh, all of these have been uh, introduced earlier in the year. Well, I'll say that. Uh, early in the year and uh, – one of them was last year, but really they've been percolating and that got pushed up. And with the Kids Online Safety Act, uh, what it would do is put in those verifications uh, required, but uh, it would also give a pro- like the ability to sue these platforms uh, and allow parents that would open to- that up. It does. And what it's what it's intended to do is again shift the focus away from it saying, like, hey, companies, stop paying attention to profit and pay attention to what's happening. But with every good, well-intended bill, um something goes wrong. So in this case, you're talking about, you know, suddenly we're gonna have to verify ages. We're going to uh, push some of this data out to researchers. We're going to, but again, and the other question is, who does it apply to? How do you define this? Which is one of the other pitfalls that frequently, uh, you know, the devil's in the details and words have meaning. And what we think we mean when we like, okay, this is who we're going after. Is that really who we're going, or have we somehow brought in all these others? So yeah, there's a lot. I just 
pick a thread and let's pull it and play with it. Because, you know, when you have all these amendments coming in and agreements from amongst the senators and committee chairs to, you know, now, hey, we're going to keep working this. So what's going to happen is it's now going to move forward uh, into the Senate. Uh, you're going to have debate depending on how they uh introduce the bill there, then of course, once it goes to the Senate, you're going to have to go over to the House side and it's, we're, it, there's still a long road ahead, but it's certainly getting a lot of attention. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think about, um, kind of companies responsibility? So if this legislation goes through, there's going to be, I mean, we're going it would affect adults as well. Like I would also have to prove my age and, you know, what do you Absolutely. think about all of that? Yeah. So yes. And that's one of the best, uh, or an easy jumping off point for some of the issues, because what it's looking at is like, okay, well, you don't have a driver's license when you're eight. Uh, you don't have, and it gets into kind of the broader impacts as well on like the biometric data. So what, uh, what they're looking at in the age verification for this is one, okay, well, um, prove your age with a driver's license. Well, don't have that passport, something don't have that. Don't have a government issued ID. Okay. Right. Well, get your friends to verify or get someone else to verify your age. Like, um, I now have visions of like every teen movie where they're all sitting and like, you know, somebody has the fake ID and right. they kind of slide cigarettes, beer, whatever, like across. Like, yeah. are you, are you like, again, are you a God? Yes, I am. You know, are you this? Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and all the friends in the background, mm, yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. And like, are you their parent or guardian? Yes. Well, how do we know? So now who are we going right. to verify to verify the age of the child um, or not, or the adult? And you start getting into the issues just as we see with some of the uh, voting uh, requirements with oh, proof of identification, sure. you know, what, it, what qualifies. And now I've got Facebook, uh, or parent company meta now has my driver's license on file, right? They don't need to know Absolutely. how much I weigh. They don't need right. to know how tall I am. They can probably <laughs> or even guess your birth it. certificate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like none of that, but now they have it. And what are they going to do with it? And what restrictions are we going to place? And Sure, sure. We're going to put these restrictions, but as we saw with like Cambridge Analytica and all these other, like, okay, if you're putting restrictions in place, like the horse is already out of the barn. Like they have yeah. the information. There's going to be a breach. There's going to be a leak. And yes, you could argue, well, there's so many other places that information's kept stored. Yeah. But then why do we need one more? One more right. just means one more opportunity. And I get it's for the children. But again, uh, now you've got that overarching. So, okay, that didn't work. The other third mechanism for that is, well, okay, well, we'll use age verification software. What do you mean? Well, you know, right. we'll scan and we'll look at your biometric. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> 
Like, I look really young for my age. Like, am I going to be 16 all of a sudden? Yeah. Right. And now you're getting into, and I keep going back to, because it's one of the easiest ways of like, folks, you're getting this wrong if you are not inclusive. So you're assuming that I present exactly like my driver's license, but you also assume that I present exactly like, you know, age, that I don't have some underlying condition or that there is not something that you also assume now that I have access to whatever is necessary. Like you can use Facebook without having a cell phone, without having, you can use Instagram, you can use some of these, you know, where it's required for school, but also what exactly are we talking about? Are we talking about just Facebook or have we now, you know, broadened it to where it encompasses platforms such as Signal, um, which is a messaging app that is more secure and actually what I would recommend <laughs> if you're having communications with like, absolutely use, you know, use apps like Signal, WhatsApp yeah. and Telegram. Mm, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother show we can talk about. <laughs> um, some of the, and, and we know. might even have to continue this to another show too. This has been yeah. fascinating so far. Yeah. No, I, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> this is, these are the things that I love geeking out about because yeah, me too. you've again, it's those, you don't think about what are the broader implications. It goes back to the whole, when you try to regulate this, words have meaning. So how are you defining it uh, to narrow it just to these platforms that we've identified? Like Facebook has a problem. Instagram has a problem. All right. There are no age verification. So once you kind of get through those initial hurdles of exactly what is it, where is that biometric? And are we comfortable with biometric data being collected and stored by these companies right. with children who, and who are they comfortable? So well that they are oh, privacy minded. <laughs> absolutely. And not to completely call it, but I may or may not have a niece who may or may not be too young to use uh, some of these platforms who may or may not have decided that glitter eyeliner uh, was absolutely the best thing to apply in the car. Um, and so I'm getting this terrified call of like, will I go blind? And I'm like, look, we've all been there. Anyone who's tried to put on makeup in the car, first of all, knows that that's, that's a disaster. But we've all tried glitter at some point uh, in makeup, and it's going to go sideways. But is that the same, you know, a same mental, you know, phase or assessing, you know, cognitive abilities to be able to say, well, yes, I, I understand what's going to happen when you scan my biometric data. And I, I am a-okay that it's now going to be shared with all these different things. They don't know, you know, we don't, like, they can't even consent to, you know, you can't get your ears pierced without having an adult with you, but you should absolutely be able to consent on your own or your parent or guardian making a decision for you because obviously children and parents agree all the time on, uh, all the time, all the time. And now how are we going to establish that someone actually is the person who the adult who is authorized to make that decision 
on behalf right. of the child. Like, like, yeah. You know, is this your mom? Yes, absolutely. Well, absolutely. you know, uh, are you short? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Go ahead. Pierce that ear. Pierce it. Okay. Let me, you know, let me do this. Like, there's just so many different things that yeah. just from that verification, it's like, hmm, okay, let's slow okay. our roll a little bit here. <laughs> Like Ferris Bueller was able to pretend he was like five different people on all those answering machines. So exactly, exactly. And you know, you start getting into, especially too, when you think about if you have other accounts that are, say, a business account or like a different uh, charity, nonprofit, like so many accounts may not be for the purpose of which they are. So, how are you going to roll that in? And again, who's this going to apply to? You know, right. does it wrap in all these other, you know, web-based uh, applications? And again, going back to, does it apply to iMessage? Does it apply to, you know, Signal, all these other messaging apps? Where kind of, where are we drawing that in or where are we reining it in? And all of this caused because certain platforms couldn't, you know, help themselves. They saw the profit right. and they saw that and they didn't work. They didn't bake in the privacy and they didn't allow for the de-identification. Yeah, that's super fascinating. Um, so let's say that we <laughs> hurdle the age verification, which you are <laughs> totally right. And that's a part that I really haven't thought about that much. We're like, where is this age ver verification even coming from? Like adults are going to have to do it. Kids are going to have to do it. Like crazy. That's so interesting. And Heavens forbid, um, I know a lot of people in the security community who would put their birth date as uh, January 1st and then pick a random year. Um, and that would be their like, oh, so it's kind of the joke on January 1st, happy birthday to all of my friends who have, you know, done that. But yeah. even just clearing that, like the parental controls, yeah, like, what does that mean? Like, okay, that's a great aspect of it. Absolutely. Let's add in the parental controls. But, you know, who, who gets to say, like, how do you identify and who is monitoring that? And right. who is able to say like, all right, I, I, this is my, I am the adult who can do this. Well, how do we know that they're being followed? How do we know that that, and again, it goes back to who's going to have access to that data as well. Yeah. So what, so speaking of parental controls, what are your thoughts on like the government enforcing them to like, so say we jump the hurdle, we've, everybody is age verified for however long, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. what about forcing these companies to have parental controls? Cause I mean, just from my perspective, I don't see the the purpose of it. I mean, I would like <laughs> for the companies to implement it themselves for sure. But the government like forcing the company to say, you have to have parental controls on that. On my perspective, I'm like, okay, well, parents, you don't have to allow your kid on that platform if it doesn't have the parental controls that you desire. So like, why is the government getting involved here? And it's, well, exactly. And it's opening the yeah. door to the censorship aspect of it. Uh, okay, I have blocked all discussion of X, Y, or Z. Uh, sure. Well, what happens, like, where does 
that, okay, you've blocked posts that uh, use a certain word. Oh, because you can't just misspell that word or uh, use a different little emoji to cover it. And of course you'll go through, they'll go through and do that. But what if a child uh, maybe is, or a user of a platform is just finding out, like creating that safe space where perhaps it's a positive um, a discussion of a topic. So not one sure. that's, uh, you know, leading young women and you see some of the cases that came out of California and I'm going to forget the other one where it's the parents are suing. And in this case, it was horrible in that the, um, the child suicide where she had developed this, uh, absolute addiction and the, so you have to look at what are the parental controls? Is it time limiting? All right. That's a little bit, uh, you know, yeah, that makes it a little bit easier, but is it, um, uh, is it prohibiting certain words? Uh, because, uh, you know, water will always find a way. Children will always find a way <laughs> to get access to what they want, um, to access. And so, so it, you know, and how is it? Is it then also closing off again, those kind of safe spaces? Uh, is it when we've seen with books and certain topics in certain school districts now, um, what happens with the overreach where, well, this topic shouldn't be discussed. Well, all right, how are we going to build that in? And also, again, it kind of goes back to that. Who's deciding uh, and who does that data go to that, well, these are the restricted conversations or these are the different topics. So it's, I, I don't know that that's government's role, but what happens when we've shown the companies are just ignoring it for, you know, right. and so that gets into a little bit of where we've seen uh, COPPA on restricting what ads can be, uh, what stuff can be marketed to children, parents having the right to request it. Hi, I'd like all my child's uh, data that you've been collecting. I'd like it deleted. But then again, if it's already been collected, sure, it's, yeah, okay, it's deleted. Mm -hmm. Right. But we've already sold it to five other I'm users. I'm a god too. So. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we get the stay up marshmallow man. And right. we, you know, we get cats and dogs living together in harmony. It, <laughs> it's kind of like, well, again, it's the thought popped into your head. So it's there. Right. And, yeah. I, um, but at the same time, yeah. I do think, I do think as we've seen, like with some of the, uh, even though I hate it, I kind of get it and I respect it. Like with driving, when you, um, use yeah. connect your iPhone and you get, um, Apple CarPlay. Uh, where it's like, hey, do you want to silence notifications? Letting, giving some of that control to parents or adults or, you know, whomever it is managing that account, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And what you said too, even um, I've talked to a friend who said, I didn't put this on my calendar. I like literally just like said, hey, I'm like going to Costco or something like that. And when I got in the car, my Apple Play was like, would you like directions to Costco or something like that? Right, it is, right. It is Crazy. absolutely in the intersectionality of where all these different, you don't realize what is talking to what. 
And, you know, you also have to look at, well, again, who is, have, has access to this and who gets to know like, oh, I see this account has restricted this, this, and this. Well, that's interesting. Like, go on. Why would they be? <laughs> um, exactly. Or I forget. There was something else. Exactly. I had searched for something and it starts popping up. I do have to laugh, though, when uh, Instagram started recommending that I like start marketing eye patches to me. And I'm like, interesting. What? Did what was I searching? I search for, and I joke that on occasion I will throw searchers. I'm like, I mean, I joke about it. I don't necessarily do it. I'm just throwing in a random search of like, you know, uh, turtle aquariums. Well, do you have a turtle? Nope. Are you going to get one? <laughs> nope. Uh, but as far as you know, or like samurai swords, like <laughs> nope. Uh, but it, it really highlights that bigger issue of, well, who's having access to it and how do we you know, treat it like our healthcare data? Like how do we, this is, this is unique to me. Let's protect it and treat it as such. Yeah. So you did mention this, um, this court case, and I'm really curious to get your opinion on <laughs> kind of it, like, and I get, you know, it's a terrible situation, but, uh, you know, honestly, from a parent's perspective, I don't need to let my 12 year old, a 12 year old is not even allowed to be on Snapchat. Um, you know, but again, I'm totally over 13. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so where is the parental responsibility in this case? And like, what kind of grounds are they even like presenting this on? Well, and that's what's interesting is when you looked at this one, you had a child that for two years had built up and was such a heavily documented case of addiction. And you, you know, we saw it with video game systems and stuff where uh, parents would claim, well, in, of course, there would be these stories of such an outlier case of this person played video games nonstop for an entire week, didn't get up. Uh, yeah. But when you look at a 12-year-old who had access to devices, uh, was able to then get, you know, but they were online for so many hours that it was causing sleep deprivation and it was causing absenteeism from school. And it was completely that you're like, wow, where were the warning signs? Um, and how did it, how were you not having these conversations uh, right. with your child of like hey, having that level of care? But that's easy to judge. But when then you look at the companies where you have those, you know, insider knowledge going, oh yeah, no, we're totally aware. We've designed the system to do this that there has to be a balance somewhere and it's okay focusing on well did you know that the way you've designed this is causing like if that was the intended effect then is it akin to cigarettes uh right. which you know where you're saying no we made it as addictive as possible well yeah, do you need to take some responsibility? So it's like the one half the brain or, you know, the angel and the devil, you know, one side is saying, well, 
where was some of this control? That this was completely, she had access to this and it led to a horrible, horrible result that nobody wanted. And so where were the warning signs? How did they get missed? Perhaps that's an opportunity to look at well, what should parents be, you know, what we should, what should we be educating on the flip side so that we can build that? Well, I had no idea. Well, okay. Perhaps we do. Perhaps we go through and help educate on these are some of the warning signs. These are some of the things you can do. Maybe we don't put all of the school assignments. Uh, like maybe we encourage children build that ability to unplug, uh, which of course that means the adults would have to follow it as well. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, build that in. But then companies, like if you know you're doing this and you know you're causing harm, then do we open you up to that kind of, you know, you have some liability, you know, was there, was there a harm? Did you cause it? Um, and as a result, was there some damage? You know, that's the underlying facet of how we approach our torts, uh, in our legal system of like, look, there was a duty, there was a harm, you know, there was a breach, there was a duty, there was a breach, there was harm causation, you know, are you going through those steps? So I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out and whether, you know, it's kind of like you wish companies could do this on their own. Um, right. You wish <laughs> that it wouldn't take, but companies are focused on pro profit. I mean, that's, they answer to the shareholders and, or they answer to the board or the investors, or, you know, they're trying to generate that. And, finding that right balance of, okay. And again, looking at what is the harm? What are we trying to work on versus, all right, what is kind of, you know, let's not ban the technology. Let's look at what the harm is and what were some of the safeguards that obviously should have been in place. Sure. Um, and that you brought up a really good point about cigarettes. Um, I kind of keyed in on that as well. Um, so now we have these, like I, you said the educating parents, mm -hmm. we have these commercials, you know, where, uh, and you seem kind of my age. So, you know, the, like, <laughs> this is 26. your brain, this is your brain on drugs. Yes. You know, like, they, like, they you know, don't work. You, this? <laughs> you, all right. I learned it from you. And I mean, can't you just you see it? Those kind of. Yeah, those kind of commercials for like social media, you know, trying to educate parents yes. on like these dangers. Yes. I mean, it's it's like you know, where did where did you learn not to? Yeah, <laughs> learn it from you. And you texting right. it, you know, it's not going to yeah. be screaming oh, yeah. at the They're texting. It's it. be text texting it back. I like learned learned it from you, you. Um, right. and. Yeah. Trying to figure out what emoji would it be like an eggs and a frying pan emoji or would it be like a mirror like you know look in the yeah, mirror yeah. dad um right. and yeah i mean i think it's it's we're all trying to struggle with that uh and especially coming out of uh i say coming out of whether folks you know data presents, are we truly out of the pandemic? Are we still in the middle of it? Are we just Who at knows? the first of second? Yeah. But as we've had to adjust and have been spending more time not uh, interacting with each other at restaurants and all that, 
okay, we spent a lot of time on our phones and devices. Now, how do we break ourselves out of that? So, yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so I live I, in a glass like, house, I, so I will not be throwing <laughs> stones at it. I don't know what you're talking about. I am never on my phone when I shouldn't be. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, totally not. not me. Not me. Yeah. Um, so, and I've even told that to, you know, there are things that you can do, you know, as a parent to even like kind of curtail your thing. Cause these aren't just addictive to kids. They're addictive to parents, you know, start scrolling TikTok, And then, you know, an hour later, I'm like, Oh my gosh, what have I done with my day? Right. You know? Well, and it's, it's putting those, and I think that's a great start putting those timelines, almost like calendar reminders of like, Hey, right. even though I do feel like my Apple watch is a little judgy when it's telling me it's time um, to get up, <laughs> it's time to stand, especially when it's completely off, like, you know, the, uh, little sensors inside are off. Cause I'm like, I've been standing for the last hour. I've just been standing still because right. of what I was doing. Um, like one time I taught a webinar and I did it standing oh, up sure. because you get more energy when you're presenting yeah. standing up. So I did that. And it was like the entire time, even though I'm like gesturing wildly, it was kind of going, hey, hey, you haven't stood. I'm like, what are you talking about? I have not sat down for the last hour. Like, yeah. but okay, sure. Stop but judging me, Apple. Right? But that goes to show it's we're putting a lot of faith when we start putting the guardrails based on the tech. When we say, okay, you need to, we're going to trust that whatever age verification software, device, scan, biometric data isn't wrong because it could be. And when you talk about like, some of this, uh, you see this talk about uh, putting restrictions on certain content. Well, okay, what happens when you see all the time people saying, hey, this video got flagged for X. I have no idea why. And, but there's no like, oh, yep, somebody reported me again. Um, and you have to deal with like the online harassment of, or again, what happens when it's wrong or right. your, uh, facial, it's what I talk about with facial recognition. What happens when your information, your data, uh, has changed, uh, right. how do we deal with that? You get in so, a car accident and your, you know, face is disfigured and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or heavens forbid. I just don't like my nose. I want to change it. Or right. um, fillers. I mean, I don't know. When I turn 27, right. I may want to do some of that. It's my prerogative. And, right. you know, now I have to uh, because yeah. my facial scan biometric data got associated with, I mean, heavens forbid, right. it gets leaked out. The data, you know, gets entered in wrong. I mean, right. during my college applications, I wasn't paying attention and had entered in my, like, transposed two numbers in my social security number or two digits oh, and yeah. the amount of effort it took to get that corrected. And you, know, of course, like I wanted to yell at the mission, like, I didn't want to go to your stupid school anyway. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. And, and also who gets access to that? 
So yeah, there's a lot that's going on. It'll be interesting to see how the markups are markups, but also amendments to these bill uh, to the legislation, but also the lawsuits. Right. Yeah. Well, and to your biometric point too, um, like I know so many people whose kids can unlock their iPhone with their face just because they look so similar to their parent, you know? And so, so how, like, how do I know if it's my 15 year old or if it's actually me, you know, the technology is definitely not there yet for sure. It, it's not. And part of that's just because of, and uh, if for other tech wonks that want to like policy nerds that want to pull these threads. There's some great research that's been going on uh, over the years on how the data sets that built a lot of this AI and were biased. When you talk about as parents go through and will make comments, uh, we saw this in my family where my brothers and the sisters, like we were very different um, and, it, and how we would act and how we would do things. Well, a lot of medical studies were, um, up until was it the nineties, uh, women weren't used as, uh, prevalently as, uh, for the tests and our bodies yeah. are different. And so when you look at the data sets, the, a lot of the AI machine learning, was built on faulty data sets where they didn't use uh, people of color, um, didn't use any of like that diversity and were built on the same images. So that's what we're now going to rely on to provide <laughs> access to all this stuff. Like I have questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just a few. For sure. Just, just a couple. Just a um, few. Super interesting. Um, so we've talked about the lawsuits. Uh, let's go back um, a little bit. And we're talking more about government overreaching and regulation. So a couple of really interesting cases that have come up in the EU that I think we're going to come, you know, over here. Uh, two of them. The first is the universal charger. <laughs> so USB-C, um, at least in the EU, is going to be enforced on all devices. Mm -hmm. So, you know, come mm -hmm. 2023, most likely the iPhone will change to a USB-C just because of this EU legislation. Um, and then right now they're talking about iMessage and um, enforcing that to kind of open up cross-platform. And again, I am a big fan of opening up iMessage to RCS um, and mm -hmm. have it cross-platform. But where do we think like it's a little overreaching to like enforce this on to tech companies? Well, and it, people don't think of what all that's going to impact because for example, um, you get on an airplane and you want to use the in-flight entertainment system and they have to give you headphones because the headphone jacks that used to be in our mobile devices. And I still have it depending on the MacBook that I get. Uh, you can still find them and stuff, but on others you can't. So now you've got to get a connector device. So now what you're really doing on some levels is also enforcing and making the consumer have to go out and purchase additional things. Like what happened to, I love like, 
you know, your washer dryer, like when uh, machinery and all of our technology was designed and built to last, and now it's designed to be disposable. Like, oh, just throw it away. Okay, that's not very, uh, you know, climate change. Uh, It's two years old. Time to get rid of it. (laughs) Yeah. So now we have to spend the money and you assume that I have the money to spend. Like I already spent it. I spent $1,000, $700, $800 on this device. And now you're telling me that device is not going to be compatible with all these other things. And okay, but it's universal. Great. Now we all have to get up to the standard. And it means, you know, we've created this obsolescence that is not, you know, it's not economical. It creates this uh, like disparity between you know, the haves and the have nots. But it also means that it won't work with, you know, perhaps my car chargers or, you know, oh, they have to be hands free. Well, it needs to be on Bluetooth. Well, depending on the car and the device, Bluetooth doesn't always talk. My personal favorite is like, I'm holding up the phone. Bluetooth is on. I'm trying to connect to the car. It's like, nope, no device is detected. I'm like, it's right here. Right here. (laughs) Nope, nothing. Nothing detected. Nothing detected. (laughs) It happens for really like a software update. You know, so it's... Yes, I feel like on the one hand, at first blush, I was like, that's fantastic. Yes, please stop updating. But I had an experience, like it hurts this uh, two weeks ago. Uh, I did not bring the right charger. So yes, on the one hand, it'd be fantastic if uh, they were all universal. And stuff, but it also became annoying. I had to go to different cars. I'm like, nope. Does another right jerk? Nope. Does another right jack? Nope. And uh, and it will be interesting too to see how that works across countries, uh, because right. you know, especially when you get into some of these security issues, where you, it's like, well, okay, but currently, uh, you know, IP theft and stuff. You know, you have certain countries at odds with each other. So, all right. How do we go? And uh, anyone who's had to travel knows uh, you need to have different jacks for different, <laughs> or not sure, but different cords and plugs. It's like, all right, we can't even all decide on which side of the road to drive on. Uh, so, or what measurement think- system to use? <laughs> right. Ah, oh, it. Uh, yeah, but you think we're going to be all able to? And it, it gets into, like you said, like the issues with multinational and, but it also recognizes that, you know, devices, there is some benefit to being able to move across platforms. There is some right. benefit to the consistency and knowing that, Hey, the same stuff that works here works there. That um, it's like, are you a Mac or a PC? You know, are you this or are you that? And it's just going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Again, that whole government regulation. Yeah. Like, I mean, for me, I'm kind of just more of a freedom lover, I guess. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think tech companies should be able, like, if I want some random little charging port, then I should be able to have some random little charging port. You know, that's my choice. And, you know, if people don't want to buy my product, then I get, you know, 
I won't succeed as a company. You know? <laughs> right? Well, and that's buying a, my product. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and that's a challenge. And that's certainly something, um, you know, a gratuitous plug for a site. But as we build, as we're, we're a startup and we are constantly trying to, you know, if our customers and our users don't want a feature and if they're not willing to pay for it, then we won't build it. Or right. we will pivot. We will go in a yeah. different direction. Or if they're all coming and saying like, hey, uh, you know, we're an adversary emulation platform. So what that means is you get to recreate uh, all the latest like uh, ransomware, malware stuff. And they say like, hey, I really want to test this. And enough people ask. It's like, well, obviously we're going to create that or we're going to create an integration so that you can use our platform with this other product or platform. Cause if not, they're going to our competitor because our competitors right. could, or like, we want to get there first because we can see like, Oh, everybody's using this. Well, if we don't have an integration for that, nobody's going to use us or, you know, our competitor, again, it's let the market decide to some degree, but right, lessons yeah. from startup yeah. life that, uh, <laughs> yes. And if you can't, uh, if we build a product that can't be used with certain uh, different languages, like, you know, is it a Linux space? It doesn't, like, does it work with this? Well, if it doesn't, again, we go back to nobody buys it, nobody uses it, or um, our poor customer support uh, and help desk will call me, like, very, like, Liz, make it stop. I'm like, I can't, I'm sorry. Talk to product, cost, talk to customer yeah. success. Yeah. Yeah, so. we just got a comment too. Um, you know, free competition tends to create the best standards. Government creates standards convenient for them and their cronies <laughs> long after they've outlived their usefulness. Yes. Well, totally and I said, well, and it, it it is. It's just like you know, it's the they're going to go to kind of what's it, the squeakiest wheel. The uh, a lot of times the radio is like, who has their ear? And who has created this stuff? So yes, it becomes a free competition. And sometimes there does have to be a nudge because we are seeing with, um, again, with the meta Facebook and all that, they're like, hey, competition, that means ad dollars. How are we getting those ad dollars? And how are we using it? It's like, uh, uh, if only you had been better, if only... <laughs> If only Google actually did follow the do better, be better, um, and right. they weren't <laughs> trying to, yeah. <laughs> nope, that totally makes sense. So uh, along those competition lines, um, I definitely want to get into briefly the <laughs> Epic Games case <laughs> as we're right? talking about competition. Um, right. So I've I've kind of told uh, told my followers a little bit, you know, kind of a little road so far, but like you know. Can you give us just a brief uh, explanation of what happened with Epic Games? And <laughs> I can, well, I mean, <laughs> it, it goes with the central theme. And yeah. what's fascinating is watching it from, you know, an app store perspective, but also a, and, you know, looking at you have someone who's created um, a game and part of the uh, 
game makers have figured out, all right, we're going to bring you into the game. We're going to get you hooked. And then we're going to have in-store purchase or in-game, in-app purchases. Because admit it, you don't want to necessarily, you want to get the latest skin. You want to get the latest thing. And Apple has said, okay, we've created this platform and we've per- created a way for you to get into our users. But in exchange for giving you access to our users and in exchange for, you know, we're going to do some quality control. We're going to do some, you know, uh, minimum standards, et cetera. So we're going to charge you because again, it all comes back to the dollars. And so, yeah. So they've said, okay, so to do this, you're going to have to meet certain, and we're going to put certain restrictions. We're going to put parameters. And also we get a cut. We get a cut. And so, you know, you've got Epic going, "Mm, what if I want to go a different route? What if I want to be on your devices? But what if I want to, uh, you know, not give you 30% uh, 30%? Yeah. And what if I between 30 and 50? I know it's definitely around. And it depends. And you can always negotiate and you can always do different things. But they're like, hey, we're making you. Uh, an epic ton of money. Um, and uh, and all you're doing at some point, you're just kind of sitting there back going, yep. So yeah. it also kind of gets into the, you know, should I be able to control more of what, you know, I'm putting all this into it. So you have this battle of wills and saying, and I was like, fine. All right. No, you don't have to go through our stuff we're going to pull you. And that's just like, but wait a minute. So have you seen the theme of who's losing? It's not, it's not the lawyers. Lawyers are making bang. They're rolling in that. They they are. And it's not, it's not at the end of the day, it's not going to be epic. I mean, you've got one of the largest, you know, for it's this, it's an entire monster behemoth on its own. And it's not going to be Apple. Right. It's us who are kind of going, so let me get this straight. We're paying more money to play the games that we choose to play. And we're getting less say in what we do. And what's happening to our data and what's happening to this. So yeah. Yeah. And it's in welcome to the world of court cases because it's not over till I'd say the fat lady sings, but she's sung, she's come out, she's done a couple of different encores. And <laughs> oh, by the way, she's still not done because there's always a different way you can spin it. But right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. oh, we lost, so we're going to appeal. And now we lost, so we're going to appeal. And we have to do this, so we're going to appeal that. And just keep going. Exactly. And you're also seeing a lot of good different, it kind of goes with like the right to repair. Like, hey, I bought this game or I'm doing this. Can't, like, why shouldn't I as the user be able to have some control over this? Or, right. uh, you know, especially with the payment platforms, that's one of the things that always starts to chat my height is like, hey, if there's somebody who can do this better for a lower cost, or I don't want to use this, shouldn't I have some say in that? But 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this is coming from, so my day job, you know, you, uh, your day job is Scythe and I love mm -hmm. that. Um, <laughs> my day job, I work for a Wi-Fi router company. I'm the head of technical support for a Wi-Fi router company and we have an app and we have a subscription that you can purchase. And last year, we transferred our subscription payment platform to be either with the Google Play or Apple App Store because they would not approve the next version of our app because we could pay for the subscription through our website. And yeah. it's the same kind of thing. Like, And I have customers calling all the time saying, hey, I don't want to give Apple my credit card number. Like, How can I pay for right. the subscription without going through the Apple App Store? And I'm like that's out of our hands. Like we can't anymore or else we'll get removed from the platform. Exactly. And it's the broader impact of that is having that control of, well, what if I just, I want to install this. I want to do it. Why do I have to go through that? Like, shouldn't I have control? And it's also interesting to see like with, uh, you know, kind of the broader with the Google app store, Google play and looking at some of the issues they have, I was like, Oh, tell me more about the malware that's being installed because y'all had, or you see other apps get removed because they're like, look, we're not going to be able to support, like, we're not going to update this. Uh, but it's an app or a game. And people forget that not all apps as you said with your customers. I mean, this is not a, ha ha, we're just playing this. We'll just find a different game. Like, no, right. this is, this is the router that like, yeah. and it's the hardware in their home. They need to be able to control it. Yes. And again, I go back to, I like jokes about like the DSL, like router, like, no, this is connectivity that they are relying upon for everything. You don't realize how, and you like, are you the right company to tell your company how, like, no, we're in the better position to tell you what's the better way for our customers to access. Yeah. 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 And so, um, so the collateral damage from like, you know, this Epic Games lawsuit, I mean, and cause apps were getting away with it for a really long time, like, and they weren't really cracking down on it until Epic Games like really just like snubbed their noses in Apple's face and was like, yeah, no, this is how it's going to be. And Apple was like, no, it's not how it's going to be. Um, so, but the collateral damage I've seen already in like the Kindle app on, you know, my phone, you mm -hmm. can't buy books through the Kindle app anymore. I logged into Vudu where I have my movies and it said, you know, any Thing you buy through Voodoo now on your phone is going to go through the Google Play Store, you know, and it's happening across the board. This is not just Apple; it's definitely Google exactly. as well. Um, and but yeah, so there's that all that fallout. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's the unintended consequences. It's it goes back to and kind of closing that loop on where regulators. It's like, sure, do you understand that like? trickle down effect or that ripple effect of do you understand the impact and have we thought it through? And absolutely. Like if you are, I have paid money for this. I have, you know, I rely on it. Maybe other technologies rely on it as well. They've integrated with it. They built it and suddenly it's not 
there because of, you know, and we also saw it in places for the longest time where if you jailbroke your iPhone, uh, you could not, you've just negated the warranty. The warranty is void, yeah. Um, and oh, I, I love when you put on the, uh, different circuit boards and stuff like, uh, if you can read this, you voided the, like your warranty is now void. And I'm just like, yeah, but here's the difference is maybe I'm doing an upgrade. Maybe I'm fixing, or, you know, this is critical if you haven't patched this. Uh, it, it really is that by focusing in on one aspect, you know, Apple protecting its products. And Apple will tell you, well, it's because we have a reputation for security. And if you're downloading an app and it doesn't meet the standards, it's like, is that really a say? Google right. looking at you, malware, yeah. like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Like I, if you're going to ask that trust and I do love when you have it, the software is it takes that Goliath of Epic to be able to say, Hey, nope, nope. Um, and like, because you've got so many other smaller developers that are like, we have no choice. Like our margins are thin. We've had to do this, or we have to use a payment plan or processing system. So yeah. Yeah. Think it through. Think it through. Yeah. (laughs) Think it through. How are you going to get that age verification? Think that through. Exactly. Definitely. Going all the way back to the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it does. And it's, it, it has long been the issue with, uh, regulating. And when, uh, you know, if it's a knee jerk reaction that legislators, regulators have, then it's going to go sideways. Uh, the fact that CFA is built on, uh, war games as the movie and the fear of like, Oh, well, somebody's got to do this. It's like, let's not have that. No, no, not the knee jerk. And what was it? The blockbuster, um, and I'm going to forget now, which was basically the thought of your records could be getting out because someone could go figure out what movies you had rented. Um, and oh. that history creating policy. So like, wow. So a knee jerk reaction has created this um, or yeah. putting profits, putting, putting the profit over the privacy uh, right. has led to this. Mm, mm. We could do better. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, like that just happened. I was thinking there's a movie that I I can't think of, but it also just happened in Stranger Things where they like looked up yes. where the person lived based on the video rentals. <laughs> it was, um, and I forget who it was, but it was, um, it was congressional testimony where they pulled out and said, wait a minute, you, you can pull up my rental history? Hmm. Mm. Yes, yes, they can. Uh, well, we need to obviously, like, oh, good gracious. Uh, yeah. Now that senator is all about the privacy. <laughs> right. Well, not even. It was like a, it's the law of unintended consequences is it then makes it so that you have to and it treats certain information different ways. And it's like, no, no. It, you know, and again, going back to like Internet service providers and those definitions that words have meaning. Do you intend, if we're just going after, like, for example, California's uh, proposing legislation similar to the um, Kids Online Safety Act, and they said, well, we're going to put $100 million in profit. 
well, okay, would you like to see how I can get creative with the books and have subsidiaries of subsidiaries that skirt this? Like, okay, oh, was that really sure. what you're going for? Or were you yeah. actually going for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, totally makes sense. Um, so thank you. So we were like way over time. So I apologize <laughs> no, for here. taking so much of your time, but I have been fascinated. I love this conversation. Um, I'd love to have you back in the future for sure. Absolutely. Sure lots of court cases we can talk about. So um, I really, really Absolutely. appreciate you taking the time. Uh, everyone go follow Lawyer Liz on Twitter. Uh, it's just Lawyer Liz. It's super easy. Just- um, <laughs> No, thank you. And thank you for the opportunity to join and highly encourage um, uh, folks to follow what you're doing, but also just keep an eye on there are some like different organizations and different ways to engage and see how this is being, uh, how this information and kind of that, that ripple effect of knowing that all of this ties back together. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, and then Johnson, I will do a comment uh, of my email address so that you can um, get your $25 gift card because you won that on the Amazon giveaway. So um, that was just in the chat. So <laughs> ah, there you anyway. go. Yeah. So thank you again so much, Laura Liz. I had a great time and uh, hopefully everyone learned a lot about privacy and uh, all the court cases. So thank you so much. <laughs> no, thank you.